Hi there. Welcome to the Michael Files podcast. I'm your host, Michael Doherty. Over time, I'll be covering a wide variety of topics, and you can find details on my website at themichaelfiles.com. Check out the stuff that interests me, and hopefully you, and also the episodes that are available now. So, on to today's episode. Hi there. This is Mike Doherty again. If you listened to my last podcast, you will remember that I spoke about a list of problems facing humanity and how we need to understand them if we stand any chance of solving them. I was going to start with global warming, but with the political changes facing us in the UK, today, which is the 28th of August 2019, with the Brexit issue, I was asked if I could clarify some of the issues. Now, it's true that there was a referendum in 2016 which was won, just, by the Leave voters, now more commonly known as the Brexiteers, who had achieved 52% of the vote. That referendum asked the question, should the United Kingdom remain a member of the European Union or leave the European Union? Notice that this was a very poor way of framing the question. It was simply, should we leave or stay? No mention of how we should leave, with or without a deal, what sort of deal, if any, and also no mention of how we should remain, under what terms. Well, now, after three years and three Prime Ministers, we are finally facing these issues. Boris Johnson, our new Prime Minister, has stated that we will leave the EU on the 31st of October 2019, with or without a deal. He faces massive opposition within Parliament and within all the political parties because he seems to prefer a no-deal exit, in spite of what he says. But then, he's not too famous for being honest. At this point, I feel I should clarify the difference between the government and Parliament. Parliament consists of the 650 MPs that we elect as voters. It's responsible for checking the work of the government and examining, debating and approving new laws. It's sometimes called the legislature. The government is responsible for running the country, deciding what to do, what policies to carry out, and then implementing them, and also for proposing new laws. It's sometimes called the executive, because it executes policy. So today, the Prime Minister has asked the Queen to prorogue Parliament. That is to suspend it, and she has agreed. Parliament will be suspended from between the 9th and 12th of September until the 14th of October, the new date of the new session of Parliament opening with the Queen's speech. Now this has raised many questions which I will try to answer. Question 1. Can the Prime Minister do this? The answer is yes. As Prime Minister he is within his legal rights to ask Her Majesty to prorogue Parliament. Every new Prime Minister can ask for Parliament to be prorogued 
so that a new session can begin and that the government's programme can be announced during the Queen's speech. But in this case, he's asked for the suspension to be for up to 25 working days, leaving only 17 days before the deadline for leaving the EU. Now, many feel that this is a ploy, a plot to reduce the amount of time left for any attempt by Parliament to block a no-deal exit. Question 2. Could Her Majesty have refused his request? The answer here is no. Her role as monarch is to accept the advice of the Prime Minister on all matters. However, under the current circumstances, many feel that the Prime Minister is drawing the Queen into this political battle between the parties, thereby politicising her role, which is totally against tradition. She is the Sovereign, and her duty is to carry out her role without favouring any political party, whatever she may feel as a person. Question 3. Can legal action be taken to change the decision? Again, the answer is no. The courts have no power whatever to challenge the decision of the monarch, whose role is effectively above the law. When bills have been through the parliamentary process, they are passed to the monarch to receive what's called royal assent. That means that she agrees to the bill becoming an act of parliament, which is a new law. But, even though the royal decision cannot be considered by the courts, the Prime Minister's advice to the monarch can be. So it would be possible for a judicial review of the Prime Minister's advice to be sought. Now, Sir John Major, a previous Prime Minister, has stated that he will be seeking a judicial review. And there's already a legal challenge taking place in the Scottish courts. Question 4. Would a vote of no confidence in the government have the desired effect? Remember that the Tories only have a majority of one in the Commons, and even that depends on the support of the ten MPs from Northern Ireland, the DUP, the Democratic Unionist Party. So it would be possible for a vote of no confidence to bring down the government, but it would need some Tory MPs to change sides and vote against the government, which could be putting their political careers at risk. But some have already declared that they would vote to bring down the government in order to stop a no-deal Brexit. However, if there were a vote of no confidence, there would have to be, by parliamentary rules, a two-week period during which an alternative possible government could attempt to command a majority in the House of Commons. Only then could a general election be triggered. But time is very short. Question 5. How about a second referendum? There is probably not enough time for a second referendum to be set up before the 31st of October. And there is no guarantee that either the Remainers or the Leavers would win. 
and the result would also depend on how the questions were framed. For example, if there were three options, as has been suggested, this could lead to a guaranteed win for the Remainers. Why? OK, let's say the options on the voting slip are 1. Remain, members of the EU. 2. Leave with a deal. 3. Leave without a deal. So those are the three. 1. Stay in. 2. Leave with a deal. 3. Leave without a deal. Now previously the country was split around about 50-50. We can assume that it would pretty much be the same now. So let's consider that. Consider those three options on the voting slip. Let's assume that the Remain people would still vote Remain, which is probably very likely. So that would be your 50%, roughly. But the Leave voters would have two options and the votes would be split because some would leave some would vote for leave with a deal and some would vote for leave without a deal and i hope you can see from this that the remain people the remain votes would be about 50% for remain and the leave voters would be split to say 30 20 so the remainers would guarantee to win now Let's say there was a similar result where one side or the other won by a very small margin. Would this solve the problem? Would everybody accept the result? Or would there be a cry for a third referendum? Also, a second referendum and possibly a third would suit the EU. That is how they operate. EU policy is to keep having referenda until they get the result they want. They've done this in other countries. Question 6. How about the petition to stop the suspension of Parliament, which already has got over a million signatures? Well, as there are more than 10,000 signatures, there must be a debate in Parliament on the issue. But the result of the debate is not binding on the government, which is not required to take any action, whatever. However, that doesn't mean it will have no effect. It will highlight the issues even more than they are already, and may even change some minds of MPs. The final question I'm going to deal with today is, can the Speaker of the House take any action to sort out the situation, since he has called Boris's action a constitutional outrage? The answer here is yes. If asked by any member of Parliament to allow time for an emergency debate on the suspension, he has the power to agree to that and to make time for the debate. But for a change in this matter, it would then have to go to the House of Lords, which would have the power to delay the process until after the date of the suspension. OK, I think that's probably enough for now. If you would like more information about this or any other topic, leave me a message. And I'm going to leave you a message in the words of the ancient Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. Thank you for listening, and I wish you well.
Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Michael Files podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I look forward to having another episode for you soon. More information is available on my website, themichaelfiles.com. So once again, thank you for listening, and I wish you well.